0: exactly what's going on but could you explain it so my character understands welcome to magic explains it all this is a podcast where people get to brag about their characters uh, their creation skills or lack thereof I'm your host Brad and today we have a pretty wonderful guest Uh, he is a master uh, tea brewer and barber in fact he's the best tea brewer barber combo in the whole city of Waco that we know of that you know, I, I'm going out on limb and say that you definitely are the best. So, it's got to be true. So it's uh, it's Matt. Everybody, give a warm round of applause for Matt. Yeah. I no. I don't have my soundboard yet, but whenever I do, there's going to oh, be a pause. People will be applauding at home. Oh yeah. It's going to be great. I like to imagine that that's what's happening, like the yeah. the people listening are just applauding. Yeah. as uh as they listen to this. Which, of course. But uh nobody's nobody's there to hear the claps. So we just have to pretend like they're coming. But anyway, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, yeah.
1: My pleasure. First time ever being on a podcast. So,
0: <laughs> well, it's okay uh it's 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 a very glamorous job Mm. you know um as as you've heard me and chris talking about it before it's uh full of lots of opportunities to just uh uh you know self-promote and Mm. for people to not listen to you yeah yeah yeah. so it and it's just another way to kind of alienate your friends saying like hey you should do this on your phone for me so
1: yeah it's great five stars
0: (laughs) yeah if you could go to iTunes. okay we'll do that at the end um (laughs) Anyway, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, a character you created and have been playing in a campaign with me. Before we get to that, I kind of want to hear how you got into playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons or uh, RPGs in general.
1: Yeah, um, so it was probably like about six or so years ago now, um, I started because a couple of my friends, one of my best friends, um, was playing D&D with one of her old, like, elementary school math teachers uh super funny guy <laughs> went to our church his name is michael um like weird al Yankovic, hmm. has the long curly hair wore the hawaiian t-shirts all that stuff super awesome guy he's been playing for since first edition came out essentially oh, wow. so um he dm'd our first campaign and and i just hopped in and I've always wanted to play. I've I've been into Magic the Gathering, all that stuff. So, all the fantasy realm was awesome to me. Um, So, I hopped in my first campaign as a fifth level wizard. Had no clue what was going on. (laughs) And probably for the next two years I played that character, I still had no clue what was going on. But it was a blast. Yeah. It was so fun. The things that you get into, because then you talk about it with your friends. And then everyone around you would have no clue what was going on because you're talking about mithril legs and and how there's a giant fireball and <laughs> my first ever encounter with anything I did in D and D was a complete failure. I tried to charm uh, a swamp hag, and instead <laughs> of charming her successfully, she threw a fireball at our face oh, wow. and almost killed uh, two or three of our uh, our group. So that was. It was great. It was it was a lot of fun. Uh, so that's how I got into it. And then um, when I moved here to Texas a couple of years ago, I started working with Zeke at the Tea Place. Mm-hmm. Um, and through our love of nerdy things, found out he played Dungeons & Dragons as well. And uh, he invited me to play with you guys in the yeah. uh, first campaign that um, y'all started. Um, and that's where I created this character with Zeke, actually um, named Albi Bach.
0: Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I just love that character name. Yeah. So it, Zeke was
1: actually the one that I, I can't take any credit for. <clears throat> Zeke was the one that actually created it because of the whole backstory <laughs> that we can get into eventually. But it, it's it's a fitting name for the backstory.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, because. W- while playing with you uh, as you like you're playing with this character like you've left so much up to mystery you play it so well like he's just um I mean we'll get more into it but uh you've played it just as like this kind of happy-go-lucky bard that's uh that's pretty cool but like still just such a mystery to everyone like what's been like kind of your favorite thing about playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons so far
1: I think just getting out of my comfort zone um, and just being something different. You know, we can play these races that are, I mean, we're human. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Or I'm obviously not a a tiefling and my first character was a dwarf. Um, It's just fun to play these fantasy things and pretend you're something else. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like the best way I was described D&D was like a choose your own adventure book that you get to play. Um, because you're you're literally like, I want to do this. Okay, I'm gonna roll for it. Ah, uh, you did it really well, or oh, you fell flat on your <laughs> face, or no, you didn't see anything, and then you get stabbed in the back. Um, it's just you get to be transported someplace else, and I think that's my favorite part about Dungeons and Dragons. It's you get to be
0: in a story mm-hmm. and see how that um, unfolds. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, let's uh, go ahead and jump into i Bach, let's I'll be uh, let's let's get some uh, character details. So, what what exactly is he? You said tiefling, but you've made hints in the past that uh, he thinks he's a tiefling. Yeah.
1: So the first the first campaign that I dropped Albie into, he actually was tiefling. Okay. Um, I changed some things up when I went to this next campaign, um, but so. A little bit of the backstory of Albie, um, and it's actually a really, I think it's a hilarious backstory, um, is that he actually has amnesia. So he doesn't know uh, who he is, where he comes from, what he is. Um, And so he just woke up one day with this beautiful mandolin, this beautiful, like, crafted musical instrument in his possession and it had the signature of Bach, so he was like well that's i guess
0: that's who i am um (laughs) and because of course you wake up and something with a name on it is like that's 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 me yes yeah that's
1: of course and um as a performer uh that's i mean the motor skills were still there he just didn't know who he was so Mm -hmm. he picked up the mandolin and he was just playing wherever he could to get some coin. Um and then people started like recognizing him and he that's where he kind of has to play like the aloof like goofy guy because mm-hmm. they're be like, "Oh, you're Alvie Back. I saw you that one time." And he's like, "Yeah, you did." <laughs> so he's he the actual thing is he is Alvie Back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But he doesn't know it and he thinks he stole this guy's identity. Oh, uh, okay. So um and the reason he thinks he's a tiefling is because he has horns, mm-hmm. he has hoofed feet, he's got a tail. And so everyone else like the through the rumor mill, no one really knows what Albie is, but the the consensus is that he's a tiefling. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "Yeah, I'm a I'm a tiefling." <laughs> um, but I actually worked it out with Chris that he's actually fae. Okay. So he's from the fae wild and he's actually the offspring of a satyr
0: okay, and a dryad.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. So that's like the green skin, <clears throat> but also like the horns, the hooves, mm-hmm. and the tail. The yeah. Spring, like the satyr. Um, so that's why he can actually, instead of doing like infernal stuff, he can do things that a dryad can, um, which like speak to plants mm-hmm. and what else? There's other stuff that he can do that is like, he doesn't know why he can do it. But then again, he doesn't know what a Tiefling can do, so it's just like ah, okay, it's normal. <laughs> yeah,
0: he has like these powers, but he just kind of goes along with it, yeah. just to kind of keep the like the confidence up that like he knows what he's doing. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. kind of like um, so Zeke's character, what's his name again? Tari. Tari. So kind of like Tari, how he like yeah, the academy, mm-hmm. and he kind of goes with the academy thing, even though he has no clue like what's up. Um, that's kind of how like Albi is. He's like,
0: "Yep, don't know." God, uh, this this is crazy because like so many. What is that? One, two, three. That's like four characters so far in this campaign: mine, yours, Zeke's, and Dylan's. Uh, that all have these issues revolving around identity. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And it was just all such like an accident that uh, that we made it that way. I love it so much. So. Um that's that's so great. Mental health matters. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's so interesting that like people can come together and be like it, it makes it so easy for Chris to make a theme with mm-hmm. that. I I'm I'm really interested in seeing how he goes with that if he doesn't kill us next session. So.
1: Yeah, I think when I talked to Zeke, he was pretty confident that his character and my character are pretty safe since we like don't go into battle. We yeah. just stay as far away as possible. Um. So we'll see. I mean, unless there's like a giant spider that comes up behind and like totally takes off our
0: heads. Um. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. It'll be fun. So I'll be back. Is uh. Sorry. I'll be balk. Mm-hmm. My bad. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll get the pronunciation right. His uh. His class is a bard. Yeah. Uh. Because he, as you said, he has amnesia. Wakes up, finds the mandolin, so he just kind of assumes playing it again. Mm-hmm. Um. Is he? At the point where he has, like, a certain college or, like, the school of Bard that he's a part of, what is that for Albie? I
1: think that's third level. Okay. I think that's third level. You can either do College of Lore or History, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously his leaning, like, he has um, that, like, pull towards the Fae. He doesn't know why. Um, And so with, uh, he's probably going to do College of Lore. Mm Mm-hmm if he survives Um, (laughs) just because that kind of goes with everything and it kind of makes sense he was a master craftsman and he was a master musician so he would have been if he had all his memories I'm sure he would have been like a level 15 bard Mm -hmm. but it kind of makes sense he's a level 1 now since he's like I I don't know anything mm -hmm. (laughs) so um, hence the name Albie Bach because it's like it's A play on you know bach the composer yeah but also like i'll be back Mm -hmm. from you know because his memories will be back so it's like i'll be bach (laughs) (laughs) anyways
0: no it's it's great um but with uh when you were creating this character for the first campaign did you originally have that uh kind of idea with amnesia from the get-go or was it kind of a silly name that you were like i'll make this have meaning later
1: it was actually the name came after okay the creation of the amnesia thing and um zeke was actually the one that was like hey what about i'll be back because of the whole like you know mm-hmm. he it's a play on on the words but also like you know everything else about this character is kind of punny mm-hmm. so might as well may, make his name pretty punny too for sure
0: yeah uh, he has some uh rock solid playlists, I must say. So thank you. Uh good good on that for you. Mm-hmm. Um let's uh let's kinda get into like some of your inspiration behind the character. kinda get us yeah, into yeah. the like uh, character creation process with uh whenever you were making this with Zeke. What uh kind of inspired you to make this character?
1: Well, I watch pretty religiously the show Critical Role. Mm-hmm and um sam regal's first character in the first campaign um scanlon Shortholt was a bard and he was just like kind of like a rock star bard kind of thing where it was like he was really raunchy but also <laughs> like really funny and and did really interesting things with what he could do um and i thought i want to play a character that is often overlooked Um, because bards are often overlooked because they're just kind of there. They fill in what the party needs. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they can be... I don't think they can be fighters, but they they have some healing, they have some magic. You know, so they do have some attack spells, healing spells, protection spells, all these stuff. But they're kind of like pretty much useless mm-hmm. so they're like the flavor yeah. they're like the salt the flavor aspect of yeah. especially in role-playing all the all the seasoning all the seasoning um, and I wanted to play like I haven't in the past where it's like more role-playing aspect mm-hmm. and I thought a bard would be really good for that oh for sure yeah so um, that's why and in, in this this campaign this new one that we started I um, I don't know why but I just felt like the with this new like ancestry from the Feywild I figured like a strong Irish accent would feel <laughs> really good because I think like leprechauns and like the magical stuff um so yeah that was kind of the decision on the 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 voice um,
0: <laughs> does it uh, Does it get hard to remember What your accent sounds like or 100% <laughs> Like how long do you have to practice Like in the car before you walk in
1: <laughs> Well the funny thing was The first time I did it um, Me and a coworker worker uh, Was just We were doing the Irish accent Like all day um, At work And definitely like Kind of purposely doing it To annoy someone And um, <laughs> And so I just kind of was like all right, we're doing it, but then I haven't really done it, you know, so much. Right. It's just now it's just the session, so it's it's like the, you know, me 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 me. <laughs> uh, you know, war, vocal warm-ups and then just like slap myself in the face and then it's there. Uh, but yeah, I often there's <laughs> it goes up and down sometimes. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's uh that's something that's always fun to see is whenever especially uh, you and Zeke have the strong accents in our group, and uh, it's fun to see them go in and out. And <laughs> also, you kind of copy each other, so it becomes yeah, yeah, yeah. a mix. <laughs> it's really fun. A lot of people, whenever they go to make <sighs> characters, like they'll want to make either like the most effective fighter, mm-hmm. or they kind of think of it strategy wise, yeah. like that. And I think it's really cool that you kind of attack from a different as- aspect of like what's going to help move the story and. What's going to provide uh, some good glue for the story, you mm-hmm. know? And so I, th- I like that uh, that way of uh, thinking about your character a lot. So let's uh, let's let's kind of dive a little deeper into his uh, his backstory. Okay. Uh, so you said that he's from the Feywild. Is there any? other um elements of his like past that he knows about or he literally
1: has no clue about anything wow okay
0: um so there's an
1: aspect where his father um was like a master craftsman as well so Mm -hmm. he learned everything from his dad Uh, obviously he doesn't know any of this um but then um so he was um tasked to make this beautiful mandolin the one that actually acted he has in his possession right now um, by a pretty shady dude. And so Albie didn't want to sell it to him because he's like, all right, you're pretty nefarious. Like, I don't want to sell you this beautiful thing if you're not going to use it for art and what it's supposed, you know. Because I think it has prismatic Prismatic spray as a spell. Okay. And I think that's a third or fourth level spell. Um, And so... He kept it, and I think in turn the um, the nefarious man turned out to be a warlock or something along the lines and cursed Albi, hence the uh, the amnesia. And so he just woke up randomly in, like, a gutter somewhere. Gotcha. With a bunch of money. <laughs> if if Albi dies, you'll have to loot him because he's got, like, 400-something gold pieces. Uh,
0: Making a quick note. Yeah, yeah, make a note. Um
1: <laughs> and uh just so with a crap ton of money with this really nice mandolin and for all intents and purposes he thought he stole all of it like he woke up in a gutter somewhere with all this stuff and so he's like shoot um i need to do something about it so (laughs) he purchased like a a regular mandolin just a one that wasn't like super showy Mm kind of thing And he just started performing in really seedy dive bars, (laughs) um, until, you know, he kind of got a little bit more confident to go to other places and perform in in nicer inns and stuff like that. And, um, eventually he made his way to the, uh, what was it? The, uh, the yawning portal. portal. Yeah. The yawning Mm -hmm. portal. So eventually he made his way to that and had been performing there for a little while. Um, because he kind of got a little bit more confident in the fact that he never <laughs> ran into this Albi Bach. Um, and apparently, this Albi Bach went missing, quote unquote, in this world. Um, and so he's like, eh, you know, I'll be, I'll be. You know? <laughs> um, so he just kind of played at these bars and stuff like that. Um, and then that's kind of how he ended up in the yawning portal and with all of you guys
0: yeah yeah so that's where you he met up with uh uh-huh. our party and kind of how we uh we got the story started yeah so, uh, I, I do think it's funny that uh i'll be uh woke up in a gutter with with nice stuff because usually you think of like oh man i got blackout or whatever i had a, i had a blackout and Usually it's like you don't have anything on you. Yeah. Obby's like the opposite, like, mm-hmm. huh? <laughs> so
1: shoot, yeah, he he had a little freak out there. Um and so he's pretty frugal with the things he has, so even though he has a lot of money, he's not gonna go like he'll for his friends he'll buy him a drink or he'll, you mm-hmm. know, do something of that nature for him. But if it's like alright, I gotta buy all this stuff and maybe soon enough you guys will catch on the fact that he just keeps buying things for people because <laughs> uh, he's a generous guy um generous
0: but uh frugal frugal very frugal that's kind of uh let's kind of go like looking to the future mm-hmm. with albie what are his uh motivations kind of going forward or does he have like some type of end goal or quest in mind
1: i think it's honestly to stay alive right now um, he did not want to go in the the yawning portal, portal, Tortle. portal, portal, <laughs> um, portal. The, the yawning turtle. Yes, <laughs> the
0: yawning turtle. That's that's just death right there. You just yeah. walk in and be like, "Chomp!" Shoot. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so right now, his whole like goal is to just get out alive. Like he was actually forced down the portal. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember that, where the the barkeep was like, it'll be good for you, and he, like, pats him on the back, and he's like, no, I don't want (laughs) to go. So he's pretty pissed off. But I think the ultimate goal would be to figure out who the heck he is. Um, Right now, it's kind of, like, overshadowed by the fact that he's pretty content playing this character. Right. Um, But I think sooner or later, it's going to come down to... Probably someone like encountering him that genuinely knows him, and not just like recognizes him as Albie. That's gonna set something in motion of like, shoot, who am I? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know who I I am, and that's probably gonna come up with like the group of like, hey guys, I don't know if I'm like I'm probably not Albie, but this is who I go by. You know, right? Um, I don't. I have no clue who I am. You know, this is who I am, kind of thing. <laughs> um, oh
0: man. If my character knows that, he's just gonna like my character's just gonna mess with you and just turn into Albie all the time, and just be like, "No, I'm Albie," and then just try to mess with you. But
1: yeah, I do have a, a dagger, so it's <laughs> probably just like a quick shiv. Yeah, um,
0: <laughs> like no, no, shh, shh, shh sleep now,
1: <laughs> sleep. Um, no, it's so I'm I'm excited, especially if we make it to part of like if part of the yawning portal is um like in the feywild Mm -hmm. and for that i think the magic to start like coming back Uh, originally zeke and i thought of like there was a music box that he was compelled to listen to every single day and that music box was actually the thing that kept the curse going but in the first campaign it was so like punchy punchy murder hobo yeah. kind of thing <laughs> that that never came about and i just figure like that might not be
0: i do remember that i just yeah like it, it got brought up like once or twice didn't i it? think it
1: did like there was you know i went off to the cave and like listened to my little music box or something like that that's but, right so i think end goal is to figure out who the heck he is yeah yeah and survive
0: that's really cool. like and that's really neat because it's not a uh necessarily a quest to like do something with the world it's like so interpersonal yeah and i i kind of like that a lot and so you don't have to like feel like you for- have to force stuff on the group like hey guys it's great now can we go do my thing now yeah so yeah, that's really cool so so far uh favorite end game moments with albi if you don't have any we can say like what are your what do you think is going to be a favorite end game moment that you can see in the future
1: one of my top in-game moments for Albie, um was from the first campaign that he was in, mm-hmm. where we were facing off against beholders, and we were like, we were screwed. <laughs> um, and Albie just casted darkness and just started and played the played a pan flute that he got from a random satyr, <laughs> and it turned out to have like color spray or whatever, and it killed one of the, you know, one of the <laughs> beholders, and I was like, what happened <laughs> um this campaign i think just some of the the highlights were just the the interactions with like npcs and stuff like that mm-hmm. and even with the characters i think we're doing such a great job with role playing this this time around oh yeah. um where it's like we're you know seeing wade so interested in like every aspect of that of like diving into his character and and, mm-hmm. and um Man, everyone, even Dylan, seeing Dylan kind of be more alive with his character, um, and just everyone just having a good time. Yeah, and it it's genuine fun. It's yeah. genuine D anD D, and it's like what it should be. Oh, so yeah. I think those are just my favorite moments of like coming together and and um, just role playing.
0: Oh yeah, it's just fun. Yeah, it is. A, it is a lot of fun. For as we kind of reach to our close here, uh, I always like to ask for advice for mm. the listeners if they're going to make a certain character uh kind of like yours uh what advice would you have for them
1: Man if you're going to make a character that is chaotic neutral um <laughs> which is so fun cuz you just literally do whatever you want um have fun with it don't take yourself too serious cuz there are going to be times where you literally can't do anything for the party mm-hmm. um and so you kinda have to just be like, Alright, I'm a bard. I'll inspire someone. And that could save someone's life. Mm-hmm. And don't discredit certain spells because you think they're gonna be worthless. Um you know, a mage hand is like key on a lot of different things. Um and then don't ever discredit yourself if you're like, Oh, I don't punch hard. You can heal someone mm-hmm. that punches really hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Make them punch harder. <laughs> make
1: them punch... Yeah, there's there's spells to make you punch harder. So, um, just have fun with it. Honestly, get into your character. Um, don't be afraid to... You're, you're not going to be embarrassed if you're around people that also love D&D. Like, if you're getting really into the character, um, don't be embarrassed about that. Like, you know, everyone's going to get into the character. It might be a little rusty at first, but... Um, it ends up being really fun, and you go away with it You know, at the end of the night, patting yourself on the back, because you're like, hey, you know what? I might not have killed something, but... My character didn't die. My character <laughs> didn't die, <laughs> which is probably going to be this next session,
0: so... It's okay. Um, uh, I've been putting a target on my back with the group tech, so hopefully I can spare us all. <laughs> the hand of God just goes... <laughs> yeah.
1: And just crushes your character.
0: But Why? <laughs> check the messages. (laughs) You were too
1: confident. Um, Next character I'll play will be a a little bit more punchy-punchy.
0: It it seems like you have a lot of fun with this character. It's really fun to see. And fun to interact with him. So So fun. (laughs) Uh, And just kind of go-to advice for players uh, and just kind of in general.
1: Man, again, just have fun. Um, Don't take D&D too serious because when you do that, you're starting to take the fun out of the game mm-hmm. i've played with some characters that there are some people they are characters as well um <laughs> that took it too serious and like when you made a bad decision they just drained all the fun out of it and right. like tore you down for it when in reality like life in general is about decisions a lot of them don't Necessarily turn out super successful. So own your bad decisions in D D because sometimes even the like the lowest rolls are fun because they oh, yeah. they add surprises or they just add like goofy things and and, and fun stories to mm-hmm. do um, when you fall on your face or you know. <laughs> I remember listening this morning to yours and Dylan's podcast of like the crow and you're like you thought it was gonna <laughs> fly and you're just like, huh! and then you rolled such a low perception that you're like everything's good guys we got it.
0: yeah so what what happened there was like a scrying thing mm-hmm. and i like lifted off and i didn't see where it went like i was like on the like top deck of a boat and it went to the bottom deck but i didn't see it go and so i still scried and but it was just like face down on the deck of the boat <laughs> and so i was just describing yeah man it's like real dark up there it's daylight outside like there's not a cloud in the sky i don't know i don't know man <laughs> just own your mistakes because that that makes D
1: D fun as well um but also like celebrate the little things
0: well matt really appreciate having you on the show and uh coming coming all this way to uh our our uh, beautiful studio that we have uh <laughs> please don't choke on that water aim it away from the computer thank you thank you <laughs> oh man Again, we'll we'll have to have you on whenever you have your, uh, after next week, uh, once you have your backup character. Okay.
1: I was about to, like, it sounded like after you have your next colonoscopy. Okay. (laughs) That might be sooner than you think. All right. Oh, no. (laughs) Well,
0: uh, thank everybody for listening, and thanks to our guest, Matt. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Magic Explains It All. If you have a character that you'd like for us to discuss on the show, Uh, For a future GM slash DM episode, just uh, tweet at us with the hashtag Magic Explains, and we'll retweet that, give you a shout-out, and discuss on the show. Uh, But also be sure to tweet your RPG-themed one-liners slash catchphrases uh, with, uh, not with the hashtag, sorry, put those into the five-star reviews on iTunes uh, so that we can uh, find find your name and give you a shout-out at the beginning of this show. Uh yeah, we're running low on those. I had to, I'm having to create some of them. So, uh please go give us those five-star reviews. Helps us out a lot. Uh and I'm I've heard that Matt even does that has done that for us as well. Right, Matt? I try.
1: Yes. <laughs> All right. But not on Chris's Do what? Not on Chris's podcast. Uh,
0: <laughs> that's on his. That's a friend's. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, that's great. All right, well, this has been Magic Explains It All. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks. Produced by B Roll Audio, the best background noise. You can find us on Twitter at B Roll Audio.